0: What's going on guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Weighing In With Worm. I'm your host Worm Buffelli. and I just want to thank you for joining me. So before we get this podcast rolling, I want to ask you guys a question. Are you guys looking to upgrade your mower? Are you needing a new snowblower for the upcoming wrestling season? If you are, go no further than Raider Outdoor Power. Locate at 2580 Rockdale Road in Key West. The good folks at Raiders will make sure you are set up for the season to have your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course or get that snow off your driveway so you can get to where you're going in a hurry. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast, Raider Outdoor Power. Coaches, are you looking for new warm-ups for your team? A fan shop? Something local and high quality? Don't waste any more time and email Jeremy at x-grain sportswear. Located in Piazza, Iowa, Jeremy will make sure you have custom mock-ups done fast and high quality at a fraction of the price of the leading brands. Email Jeremy at x-grain.com today and let's make your mark. The running joke in wrestling is look good, feel good, wrestle good. And if you want to look good, stop and see my friend Anna at King's Cuts by Anna. Located in Dubuque, she is one of the best barbers in all around. She'll get you cleaned up, lined up, whatever you need to make sure you're feeling good, looking good, so you can wrestle good. Download the Booksy app today, search for King's Cuts by Anna, and schedule your appointment today. Tell her Jeremy sent you. Are you looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes? Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with the metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individuals and businesses. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, Steel at gmail.com. Let's get this podcast rolling all right guys thanks for joining me i am here with university of dubuque head coach john mcgovern john is the all-time career wins record or er, wins holder here at ud with 153 dual wins he was the 2006 national coach of the year while he was competing he was a two-time ncaa national champion he also tied for all-time wins at central college at 123 wins coach at the university of virginia and upenn and in 2000 he finished fourth the olympic trials John man, thanks for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for for doing this. It's great all you're doing for DBQ wrestling. Doing what I can, man. I mean, it's, it's it's starting to become a lot more fun and getting to talk to different coaches all the time. So, how did you, so, you know, you coached at the University of Virginia and UPenn in the late 90s. How did you find UD? Well,
1: I was at the Olympic Training Center in 2000 after those Olympic trials um in Dallas in 2000. I uh didn't know if I was going to keep wrestling for the next cycle, so I started getting into coaching at University of Chicago. And actually, I was thinking about getting into chiropractic because that kind of saved my career. I had some career injuries in wrestling that got me back through that. So, But then this job opened up in Dubuque, and I thought, you know, it's close to home, it's in the conference. And I didn't always get my hands into, but uh, I, I decided I'd get into coaching. And I I guess I
0: ended my c- competitive career, but started helping others with theirs. Mm-hmm. And, and when you got here, I mean how many I, I kind of look back at some old pictures and some of that. You didn't really have a whole lot to work with the, the, you know, that first couple of years. Like how many guys did you have on that first team? Yeah, there's probably about four guys and I remember some of the guys would
1: be like smoking cigarettes in between matches and I'm like, guys we, we don't do that. Like they never won a duel and, 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 and they didn't know the price it would pay. And then the guy that kind of rallied the program was Cole Williams. He became one of our hardest workers. He beat Eric Lukey here from Iowa, as all American in that tournament. And I remember brands looking at him, and I'm like, yep, And I'm going to mold my program. And I kept telling Cole, I said, you stay here, I'll stay here. We're going to build it around a guy like you, and we're going to show these guys that hard work pays off. And he was a great competitor for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And for those who don't know, Cole Williams went on to fight in the UFC, fought in Bellator, had a great MMA career, especially around the local scene here. Um, So during your time here so far, though, you know, you've coached, Two national champions and Josh Terrell and uh, Evan Brown. How many All-Americans did you guys have? I, bl- I thought I had that here, but how many All-Americans have you coached? Well, we've probably had we had six this year. If you
1: include the NCA and then n 7 and then the COVID year All-Americans, so it's probably about you know fifteen or so. But I, you know, I look at all the guys. I got you know they're all part of that process, and and uh, you know how it is now. It, it all feels like family to you after one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and I, I remember there was a couple of years when I was when I was going to school here, there was guys that, you know, at some point, you know, they were backup guys that the next year they became a starter and the next year they became national qualifiers. You know, I think of guys like Derek Mazar and I think of guys like, um, you know. Ryan Wojcinski. Ryan Wojcinski. Chris Sokol, and, so, Brian Travis. Yeah. Yep, and sadly Logan Einerson as well. Yeah. We just lost him a couple weeks ago. Very sad story there. Yeah. Um, Last year's season, you guys were seven and eight, and then you guys were four and four in the conference. Looking ahead, you guys had three All-Americans as well and finished top ten. Talk about last season. You know, you guys had a great season last year towards the national tournament.
1: Yeah, we had a great group of guys. Obviously, the Coons brothers made a big impact, and then Daryl Aiello had a good performance at the end. And the guys, you know, the training cycle was good towards the end. There, they got a lot better. So, um, you know, this year we we have. Brady Coons has another year coming back. We've got Eli Pano transferred in. He he he's a Wartburg transfer. He pinned Daryl Aiello, who's, you know, fourth in the NCA tournament. So I think we have, you know, some guys that can put us on the leaderboard up there again. But, you know, as you know it's really competitive and every coach in the in the conference is, is is working really hard and so it's a great conference to be in and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this this season. I think our guys are working hard and I like the recruiting class we brought in, so
0: yeah, and then looking at you guys' uh, upcoming season, are there any any ones that got got a big circle around? You know, obviously the the Loris duel is always one that you guys got a big circle on, but like, you know, tournament wise, is there anything new or anything exciting that you guys are really looking forward to this season?
1: Yeah, we go to that Ohio invite. We see the a lot of teams in the D three in December second. Then we're going to head out to the U.S. Nationals for the freestyle Greco test. You know, cycle December 15, 17, try and qualify some guys for Olympic trials. So we're gonna do a lot of freestyle Greco. We got the women's freestyle, which is exciting, and then you know we're you know for our dual meet season, probably the national duels is the focus, and then those conference duels we tend to do them in January, February, and sometimes we'll like last year we pulled out Dylan Coons against Luther in certain weights. Maybe we'll not have our full lineup, but we're we'll trying to get everybody performing by their NCAA postseasons.
0: Yeah, and where is Regionals this year? I forgot to ask. They uh, haven't finalized the it. They haven't yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, they bring it back to Dubuque. I always almost yeah. obviously I'm a I'm a sucker for having it you know right in our yeah. backyard and being able to take yeah. a little time off work, sorry boss, to uh, go and you know watch some wrestling and you know I think the community itself really likes the fact that. You know everyone that's in the regional is you know it's a real central location. I feel like last year down in down in Illinois was tougher to get to for a lot of fans. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you bring it to Dubuque, I think you know you get those people like you know from down central where you're from. All of a sudden, that's a two hour drive rather than a five hour drive. So hopefully that does come back to Dubuque or at least somewhere closer for all of us wrestling well, fans. They said that Five Flag Center is booked, but. You know, hats off to Loris and T.J. Miller
1: when they were hosting that. They got a lot of things here going, and it was good for the community and hopefully get it back. But they built a lot of good relationships with the NCAA.
0: Yeah, and um, just going into, uh, into the season after, you know, you have your big your big meets scheduled, your expectations for the season. Obviously, I think every coach I talk to will probably say the same thing, but I want to hear what you have to say What's your expectations. Well, we want to, we want to – Get better, and we were top ten in the country. We we're eighth,
1: and to do that, there was only one team in the conference ahead of us, and everybody's looking for that. So, first semester, we get to find out if there's any gaps, what we're missing at certain weights, if there's things that need to be addressed. But you know, you can kind of tell in the training who's making that all-in commitment, effort right away. You know, how they approach you know just the preseason training on their own. You these small camps, you know who's who's doing what they should be doing. So. You know we're excited. We think we have some some working guys. We know the other teams do too. And we, you know I think with our with the guys we have and the way they're training and and the coaching staff. Coach Hall is a three-time Olympian, and now Barry Davis is gonna, he's about in his fourth year helping out, helping out with us. is a lot of good support here, and I think you know we got Brandon Murray from Loris helping out, and he's a he's a hammer. He's such a great worker, and Zarek Anderson, all-American for us, and. I just like with the staff and team right now. I think it's a lot of good energy, and I see guys doing the kind of work that I saw Evan and Josh do to win national titles. And that's how it takes you got to do the process, and they're doing it. And you, you know how that goes. I mean, so you see it at Loris with Shane Legal, and that guy transferred, but you know guys like Guy Patron and some of those Loris guys cross the road much. You know, respect. I thought Guy was one of the most exciting guys in three three wrestling. My my uncles went to Loris. I have a lot of family from Dubuque, and uh, you know I, I I love the history at Loris and. This rivalry I think is good for wrestling, but I, I, I love those guys as competitors, so that's how I look at it.
0: And I, I personally think that you know, I, I know the the football teams do that that Key City yeah. title thing. I would love to have a, a traveling yeah. trophy for, for you guys. I mean, just for the simple fact that, you know, that's I, I think it's fun rivalries. You know, even even you look at Hempstead and West Dubuque, they have the county clash where they have a they they've made a trophy now a travelling trophy now for it and you know up the road west delaware and in independence they have a one of the nicer trophies i've ever seen for their traveling trophy i just think it's another way just to grow the sport obviously just like in the area you know, yeah, yeah in the area and i think you get a lot of people excited for it because i mean i think in the last probably 10 years that i've been around both programs i feel like you've seen all of a sudden like the dual sizes are getting bigger you go you know you come to the lowest ud duel either either place it's filled engaged, yeah yeah and the crowds are heavy the crowds are mean they're loud yeah. both sides of the fence so I'm, I'm excited for you guys and i'm excited for obviously dubuque wrestling as a whole um you know you're talking about your returning starters you know who do we have impact impact wrestlers that are coming in like their first year and the guys that you're like seeing already like the freshmen that are like oh, this kid can make a noise. Like, you know, I, when I I look back, you know, guys like Ryan Warchinski who... Four-time qualifier. Four-time qualifier, team. and he came in like a bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just tough, and I think everyone kind of knew him right away. Who, do you guys have anyone you think that are, are doing the right things to get to that to get that level? Yeah,
1: we we actually had a 28-day training camp, and you can kind of tell which guys, because there were sometimes three, four workouts a day, which guys were, they were working as camp counselors, but it's NC illegal legal, but they were... There was a kid named Alec Robison from Texas. He's he's state champ, but he was Fargo. Uh, went to Fargo, hurt, got injured, but he looks really good and in, in and in a upside of you know this fall. And uh, Garrett Orstrander from Vegas is training. Cale Roth from Wisconsin, and and then we got Justin Matson who did a year of, of National Guard. He's a heavyweight state champ. Trained with Jake Clark in Minnesota. He looks really good, and and then. Uh, that Zane panel. He's he's a hammer from Illinois State, place from Fulton. There were some good kids in there. I don't want to miss anybody, but they're they're working hard. We'll see. You know, your freshman year, you you just don't know how much how much they're going to sustain the the level of focus off the mat that really requires to be a professional on the mat.
0: Hundred percent. And I think I mean I was a prime example of of thinking that you you could do fifty percent in one thing and. Hundred percent, and the other fifty and fifty, and everything was going to equal out, and it doesn't work that way. And you know, in college athletics in general, it becomes a full time job. On top of being a full time job, you have your school that you have to maintain. And I think you know, like you said, freshmen especially, they have to they have to toe that line right away, right out of the gates, to establish themselves. Otherwise, it's a tough hill to climb. Yeah. So, um, wrapping up here. I think you guys you know got a good thing going here. How many guys do you have on the roster across the board? Right now we're at 49. 49, okay. And then you guys' official practices start October October 10th, but we get eight preseason non-traditional dates,
1: so we actually start tomorrow.
0: And that and that's new. Yeah. So go into that like what what is how is that different than than your traditional college? Is it eight practices or is it like eight dates? Dates where you can just do strength conditioning running no you can actually get on the mat so you can do wrestling workouts those full dates and you can
1: pick them if you want them in the fall before october 10th you only want four and then you want them in the spring after the season for freestyle greco we just chose to do our eight right away
0: i think i think you're gonna see a lot of colleges probably doing that for eight right away just obviously because hey it's eight more days to eight. get better so wrapping things up john i appreciate uh coming in and talking to me um you know Closing up, I usually ask every coach this question or every interview I have, fair pair of wrestling shoes you ever wrestled in. Man, I like the Asics Ultraflex I used to wear back in the day. <laughs> I was going like yeah. Dennis just said the same thing, right? like, the ones yeah. from
1: the 2000s. Yeah, I, I don't know, but Asics was the bomb back in the day. Yeah, I think
0: we just had a conversation off off, <laughs> off the recording of that. So, John, wrapping things up, I appreciate you. Guys, sit right back. We'll be af- back after the ads with Dennis Hall. And thanks for joining There's a reason powder coating has such great reputation for strength, durability, and beauty. It can transform metal surfaces into long-lasting finishes able to withstand heavy use and harsh environmental conditions. At Lane's Custom Steel, they have been offering custom powder coating solutions to businesses and individuals since 2019. Their skilled team of professionals are dedicated to providing you with high-quality finishes that will last many years. Email at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's L-A-N-E-Z Steel at gmail.com. With wrestling and all other sports, injuries happen. But ever considered an all-natural way to aid in those injuries? Lori Gravel from Hoppiness on the Hill can help you get the products you need to get over those pains in an all-natural way. Lori owns and operates her own hops farm in Otta Creek, Iowa. The hops she picks are then made into medicinal products. These medicinal products, like the Hopped Up Oil or the Hoppy Bod Deep Muscle Rub, can help with nerve pain, muscle pain, joint pain, arthritis pain, headaches, migraines, bone-on-bone pains, and so many more. So give Laurie a call today at 563-590-2277 and tell her Worm sent you. She'll give you a 10% discount off your first order. All right, guys. Thank you for joining in with Weighing In With Worm. Today we are sitting here with University of Dubuque's head woman coach, Coach Dennis Hall. Dennis was a 10-time U.S. national champion and Greco-Roman, world champion, three-time Olympian, and 1996 silver medalist at the Atlanta Olympic Games. I'm taking a look up at his uh, desk right now and I'm seeing the Olympic gold medal, or silver medal and. That's pretty impressive, Coach. Not gonna lie. Thanks. Uh, So, obviously, I just kind of gave you a quick little backstory into your career. Um, So, tell me, you know, this past year, you decided to or to start the women's program up. How did how'd you fall into that? They were looking to add
2: a women's program, and they asked if I'd be interested. And I just said, yeah. You know what? Anything to grow the sport. Um, Didn't realize it was gonna be pretty challenging with the recruiting. It's it was tough, uh, starting from a program from scratch because a lot of the girls ask, who do you have signed? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have anybody signed until I get my first signing. So I, I talked to a lot of the girls. I said, hey, if, if you don't, if we don't have a ton of girls, you're going to have me and, you know, a couple other guys that will be helping out with the program to wrestle with every day. Where are you going to get better?
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: so finally started to get some uh, girls signed and then, uh, we're up to nine right now, and I'm already on the recruiting sites for this next year and trying to, you know, I'd love to get between 25 and 30 girls for after this year.
0: Yeah, and I, I think probably one of the hardest parts of starting a new program is just like you said, you know, the first thing they say is, well, who's all there? Well, there's no one there, you know, but at the same time, you could probably use that as a levering chip of being saying, hey... You could be the first all-American, exactly. the first national champion. Yep. That's you pretty could, much what I did. <laughs> you know, you could be you could be a surefire Hall of Famer within yeah. your first year. And you know, one thing that I just recently had Lanny Dugan, who is currently wrestling for Lindenwood University. She was a state champ out of Wallert. You know, I asked her, you know, how does that transition work for you know, especially in girls wrestling now, especially in Iowa. It's gotten really powerful, picking up a lot of steam in the last couple of years. But so for landing situation, she started as a sophomore in high school, learning how to wrestle folk style. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, hey, you're in college now. And with women's wrestling, it's freestyle. How do you, how do you feel like that transition works, uh, especially for an athlete who like, I use the comparison? It's like, as soon as you learn English, it's like, oh, hey. By the way, you're now starting something new and you have to be fluent in German. Yeah.
2: I think the transition is a lot easier going from folk style to freestyle. Number one, you don't have to get out from the bottom. You can lay down there and just, you know, basically be as strong as you can so the girls can't expose your back past the 90s. So the transition... I think it's actually going to be easy for easier for the girls. I think once they wrestle it, I think they'll enjoy freestyle more than folk style. Um, I know a lot of the athletes that I've coached in the past men's and women's, you know, they hated folk style. That was their least favorite style of wrestling. And, you know, um, we have a couple of girls that haven't done much freestyle, but, uh, Majority of them have wrestle freestyle, so looking yeah. forward to it.
0: And you're starting to notice even like if you go to like the watch like the who's number one events and stuff like that. A lot of the male athletes, you know, when they want those one versus ones, they're usually petitioned to wrestle freestyle first. And I, I personally have always said, as a former coach and as an athlete, uh, trying to get my buddies go freestyle tournaments with me was, hey, all you gotta do is wrestle folk style; it'll take, take care of, of the rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. just get the takedown. Yeah, just get the takedown. Yeah. So, just um. With this season, you said you had nine girls? Yep, nine so girls. So Yep. Do you guys plan on having a schedule this season?
2: Yeah, we're going to wrestle. I, I don't know where. Don't have it quite finished up, but uh, we got a tournament here in Dubuque on November 4th. Then uh, November 19th, I'll be in. Then we're going down to the U.S. Open uh, December 15th through the 17th. They keep changing dates on me. But we're going down there because that's Olympic qualifier. A lot of those uh, competitors will be seeing at the nationals anyway. And then uh, looking to go to uh, Soldier Salute, uh, the 29th, 30th. And then uh, um, national duels is uh, January 6th. We're not going... Competing at it But we're going to wrestle The tournament that they have Yeah
0: And that For people that are curious uh, The national duels this year Will be taking place Up in Cedar Falls So I'll be a close drive For anyone that wants to go up And watch some wrestling I know I plan on taking a couple days Off work to go up And watch that Um, So if anyone's curious there Now Have you noticed When With the recruiting so far Have you noticed An excitement With these girls That When you're talking to them Or is it more just like It's starting to become a just kind of the norm of no i plan on wrestling in college so this is what i want to do
2: i think i think for a lot of them it is just what they're planning to do they they love the sport they're just like the guys they they want to continue get better and see how good they can become so you know i I tell the girls i you know when i'm recruiting them i i tell them why not make world teams why not travel the world for free you know if, if you're coming to college you know you train right you you can do the same things I did. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of hard work and
0: and dedication. Well, well, speaking of that, um, I, I was curious. I mean, you like, like I said before, you were a ten time U.S. national champ, world champ, and three time Olympian. Uh, what was the, probably the craziest traveling experience you've ever had in sport? Oh man,
2: it was the last one of the last trips I went on. It was to Bulgaria. There was uh, snow. It was in, I believe, end of January. There was snow in central Wisconsin. I couldn't get out of my airport on the right time. I ended up telling him, hey, if you don't get me to Bulgaria tonight, we're gonna cancel the ticket, because it does me no good. I gotta make weight in a day and a half, and I had to get over there and cut some weight still. And uh, so they they flew me all around. I got into Bulgaria at like 11 o'clock at night. I was supposed to have been in there at like 5. So I'm at the airport at 11 at night. I don't have anybody. Nobody from USA Wrestling picks me up. Luckily, I had a training partner from Bulgaria that was over at my place uh, just a month before. And I had a cell phone number on me. I didn't have any change or any money, but because the airport was pretty much shutting down, they told me they're locking the doors soon. So I called my buddy up, and luckily I had his cell phone on. He answers. He's like, I'm five minutes. I'll come get you. He goes, I know where USA's staying. So I went to his house for a couple hours, met his family, which was really cool. He's a great guy. Um, and then finally got to the hotel, I'm like, what went on? Where were you guys? I, I give them the business, you know? And then I get get up to my room, and they have my bags, and they have two women singlets in my bag, and I didn't have any singlets because I told them to give me the right sing. I told them I didn't have any high cut. And uh, so I ended up wrestling that tournament in my buddy's singlets, in Bo- uh, Bulgarian singlets, with his name, I believe, on the back, so... It was kind of crazy tournament.
0: I can imagine. I mean, especially. I mean, just the idea of showing up to all places, Russia, yeah. with with nothing, nothing to That's rub. It. You had two. You didn't have two nickels to rub together. <laughs> let alone trying to find contact. And, exactly. And I, I just had a conversation with my wife yesterday or a couple of days ago where. You know, she made a joke about how I don't know her cell phone number. And I'm like, why do I need to know your cell phone number? Because everything's in my phone. And she goes, well, what happens if your phone's dead? And I was like, so now all of a sudden I've yeah, had to start I've it. had to start memorizing her phone number. And so I totally understand that. And so with the idea now that, circling back, you said you guys are going to be able to compete at the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah. It, that's obviously got to be a huge recruiting standpoint because now that's not like where – Guys, you know, the men's guys that want to wrestle in freestyle and stuff like that, they pretty much have to cover their own their yeah, own, ticket. own
2: expenses. But, yeah. but
0: meanwhile, for you guys, you guys get the advantage of, hey, the school gets to help yep. out a little bit yep. because it's considered a, a in-season in competition. I, yeah. So
2: this year, it's this year because of the way the season is, or the U.S. Open is because Olympic trials are in April. Usually have the Open in April, so just this year for every olympic year they do this but uh one neat factor i'm i'm really pushing hard is to get a lot of recruits on campus uh the weekend we're doing our rtc showcase it's uh october 20th 21st 21st is the showcase and um, right now, we're going to have the Ukrainian women's national team on campus. They're staying here for five, six days. Um, we're going to try and get them some matchups uh, from some of the, I called uh, Sunkiss Kids, Art uh, Moratory. And uh, he's actually looking at sending some girls up here to be part of a training camp. And so,
0: it's cool. Well, that's yeah. very cool. It definitely brings a whole new aspect of wrestling to debut. Especially, you know, I, I know you're new around here for the most part, you know, kind of the big thing about my podcast is more about not only just the what's present in Dubuque, but like just the overall rich history of Dubuque wrestling, it seems like, yeah. you know, and I was, I was actually just the other day talking about to someone about, you know, back in, I mean, the early 2000s even like you guys would wrestle freestyle duels at like co college yeah, greco duels yeah, like yeah. where do you think where do you think that like fell off do you think that fell off just out of usa wrestling not on a schedule or just the difficulty getting it a-
2: I think part of it is, is the amount of work you got to do to put one of these things on it, it it's a lot of work and it it's money involved and i think they just don't want to deal with it but as far as for greco and even women's wrestling you know, but more so for Greco. We're trying to get our Greco athletes matches before the U- U.S. Open mm-hmm. and uh, see where they're at. I, I can evaluate them and then we go back to work and try and fix that. And, you know, my goal for our RTC is to get probably three guys qualified for the, or not three guys qualified, but three guys make an Olympic team mm-hmm. this year. Yeah and uh that's a high goal when there's only six weight classes but you know what we're gonna outfight fight people are coming
0: and guys are getting ready absolutely and so as a college coach you know there's gonna be athletes out here listening to this sell why they should come to ud yeah you know, i've been at the
2: highest level i know what it takes to win um you know what i i, I don't think i know everything i Coach McGovern's going to be an assistant. I got uh, Dylan Coons as my uh, assistant underneath me for the women's program. Um, We just have a lot to offer, and and the thing is we have an RTC where once the season's over, you can keep training as long as you're RTC qualified, and that's a huge thing because that means I can work with you pretty much almost year-round. And USA, you know, and the NCAA agreed to that type of stuff. So that's
0: a a big bonus. Absolutely. Well, Coach, I appreciate uh, taking the time with you. Like Coach said, they will be having a RTC showcase on October 21st here at UD. Uh, Check social media. I see that they have a lot of good ads out there for it if you guys are curious to go see that. Um, Closing up, one of the big questions I ask all my interviewers, and I think you might get a little laugh out of this hopefully, is, what was your favorite pair of wrestling shoes you ever wore? Oh, man.
2: They
0: were blue. I don't know if they're the
2: Gable or Ultraflex, but they had a big cushion in the back. It was split soles. Yeah. Uh, the They were sweet. The
0: Ultraflexes. Ultra Ultraflexes. Yep. yeah. Those have been a unicorn shoe of those mine. I've been those, trying uh, to find those for a I, long time. And...
2: I, I mean, I, I had, I think, a pair of uh, the shoes that I wore in the Olympics, and I traded while well, I was still competing for a pair of Kid Had It at a Kids Tournament,
0: I'm like, Do you want to trade? Because I saw him. And he traded me. Yeah, and that's, and that I've seen, I, I remember Tony Ramos came into a camp for us one time and some kid had a pair of Rulons on in the hurt. Oh, Rulons are awesome. Aren't too, they great? Man.
2: Yeah. Those are, that's my second favorite
0: pair, but the first would be. Yeah, Ultra Flex. Yeah, and you Tony know. just right on the spot goes, I'll give you $250 cash for those right now. And that kid, I don't think, so that, kid, I don't think that kid could have took his shoes off fast enough, man. <laughs> exactly. So, so, Dennis, thank you so much, man. Me I you. appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Anything you want to say before we log off here? Not just uh, um, if we have some duels,
2: I'm not sure on our dual meet schedule just because with our conference and things. But um You know, I'll hopefully have my schedule done within a couple weeks, and then uh, if we have duels, I'd love to see you here supporting the women's program.
0: Absolutely. So wrapping up here, we'll be right back. Thanks. All right, wrapping things up here with John McGovern and Dennis Hall. Uh, Can't thank those guys enough for hopping on the podcast, talk about their upcoming seasons. For Dennis, I think it's, you know, pretty interesting how to start a program from scratch. We'll be talking with Will Kelly from Loris here coming up soon as well. Basically, you know, it's hard to have a preseason interview with, you know, a coach that is starting from scratch because, you know, he really doesn't have a really good gauge on on what to expect. But that's also kind of exciting, you know. That just means that Dubuque as a whole, wrestling is growing. You know, like we said in the Lanny Dugan interview, um, you know, wrestling is growing. All the high school schools have girls wrestling now, and now both colleges have it as well. John, Tired and True, um, seasoned vet coach for the last 20-some years at UD. You know, he has been, you know, he competed at the, almost at the top of the mountain. You know, he was, he's was. he been to all those high-level tournaments, and he's wrestled some really high-level guys over his career. Molded some national champions out of UD as well. So uh, excited for those guys this year as well going into this upcoming season. October 21st, the UD, um, RTC, Dubuque RTC will be hosting their uh, Greco Roman showcase. They were talking about a little bit. If you guys have nothing going on, you guys want to check out that. Tickets are available on their social media pages. Also, you can just reach out to John McGovern and he will send you the information of that as well. I think uh, freestyle and Greco wrestling is really growing here in Dubuque, you know, at UD, but then also over at Loris as well. There's going to be some news coming out here in the coming months about uh, some possible competitions that we're all really excited about in Dubuque here as a whole. So final words. Uh, Thank you guys again for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. This is Worm. I got my one. I'm out. Before we go, I just want to thank our sponsors one more time. Big thanks to Raider Outdoor Power. Thank you guys for all the support. Thank you, Lanes Custom Steel in Benton, Wisconsin. Thank you, King Cuts by Anna. Thank you to Hoppiness on the Hill as well. If you are interested in sponsoring the podcast, please reach out in DMs at WormsWeighIn on Instagram, and we can work out something today. Thanks.